What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Maker Podcast. I'm Nicole Davis, your co-host, joined by the lovely Tiff at Night Carver Designs, and this is Behind the Maker Podcast. Tonight is Season 2, Episode 65, and we have Tyler from Westfall Woodco. Tyler shares a lot about how he got started and how he's like this template guy that gets to like sell all these great things to Instagram makers too. He also talks a lot about his IG tips and he's pretty good at podcasting himself because he has his own podcast. So please make sure to check out his page. Enjoy his episode. We'll see you guys soon at WorkbenchCon. Enjoy the show. Well, thanks Tyler from Tyler or Westfall Woodco for coming and joining us. What are you drinking? Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I've uh, never been on a podcast before, or one that's not my own. Oh. <laughs> what am I drinking? This is a vanilla crown and vanilla Coke. Mm, that sounds delicious. Crown and Coke just go so good together. I agree. That's my go-to, especially I love vanilla, so. Mm-hmm. Good choice. That sounds like really delicious, man. I haven't been jealous of people who could drink in a long time, but today right there, that sounds good. You can't drink? No, I got allergic when I was 31. Whoa. Like to alcohol or how does that work? Yeah, of all alcohol. I just started getting sick. Like anytime I drank. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hives, that all that. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> it is unlucky. <laughs> you're also like super young too so you're in your prime drinking time (laughs) that is true you know i wanted to know i'm just gonna hit you i want the age 23 years old as of what four days ago three days ago crazy thank you very much i appreciate it yes happy birthday so cool. I was telling Nicole, um, when we first met, I knew you were crazy young, but I didn't think you were that young. Like when- I was just thinking about that. Didn't we, I think you and I have been following each other for years, right? At least like three yeah. or four years now. Four years. I just looked, um, and I was telling her like, when I met you, I had you make, um, some cups for my kids. I remember those, yeah. those little tiny hydro. Those little tiny, those. tiny cups, <laughs> yeah, that they broke in like two yeah they were one and they like to smash stuff <laughs> oh that's a bummer those were dope those were cool they were awesome <laughs> are we are we live is this like are we hitting the ground running oh right yeah now? we just go sorry we don't all right anyone no no there. worries <laughs> welcome <laughs> what's uh what's your podcast uh, my personal podcast is, well, it's not my personal, it's my business podcast. It's called the Maker Made Podcast with me and my buddy, Brian, otherwise known as Doggy. I, was kind of, I kind of uh, gave it a listen today because I wanted to see what it was all about. And it seems like it's kind of like an extension of your guy's shop. And like, so people who are following along with you kind of get to experience what's going on in your head and what what's, you know, what your plans are. And then I think you guys are answering questions and stuff like that, that you're asking, like people send you. Yeah. We're super open to getting viewer questions. Um, It's mostly, I mean, I feel like I make it very clear in our little uh, intro. I mean, it's all about just what we have going on, what we're doing, how we handle it uh, and whatever business strategies we think of and come by as well as tips for like content creation and all that good stuff. So it's literally just, uh, I mean, I guess a combination of all those things and whatever we can come up with. That's, That's great. Cool. That's good, helpful podcast. Yeah, Tiff was helping, telling me that you were really good, like with uh, supplying the woodworking community with all of your templates. That you're like the template guy. <laughs> template <laughs> guy. I like that title. Exactly how I said it too. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's been a, a pretty fun little venture that I started probably about two years ago, I guess. Um, <clears throat> people have been really enjoying them. You know, I make three eighths inch thick acrylic templates for all kinds of like charcuterie boards cutting boards, uh, serving trays, whatever people can come up with. Yeah, I love that your designs are always changing too and adapting. And I think Uh you do too, right? If people want them. 
yeah, it's new customs. I really try to keep things fresh. I know that people can get burnt out really easy on the same types of shapes. I love when people come bring me ideas that they come up with or that they draw. That's always really fun when people draw up something and then I get to bring it to life. And then I see them bring it even further to life by making a board with that design or that template or whatever. It's super fun, super fulfilling. That's a good word to use. I was gonna say that's that is a cool experience. Like, cause you're yes, you're you're building all these relationships, but then you're also seeing all these products being made across the board, like by all these people. And they're all probably so different, even though the templates are the same, but I'm sure everybody has their own twist that they're doing it. It's probably, yeah, like you said, very fulfilling. Totally. And it's like, it's very cool being able to, obviously, like, I mean, you guys know this, but uh, the whole maker community and being a part of it and making friends in that realm and then being able to supply them with something is just so great. You know, it's super cool that, I've, I've actually just started recently calling them tools templates because I think they are a tool. They are, yeah. They're a good moneymaker. People love them. Usually when people post videos of them on Instagram, those videos do well just because it's very satisfying to look at and see this mm-hmm. see-through template, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's very fun. It's been a fun journey. Been a little bit of a headache at times, but so is everything, I suppose. Nothing's yeah. easy. Did you have any sort of like craziness when the whole world started using like all the acrylic to make your acrylic templates yeah so we had i guess i had seen price jumps of like 40 percent, almost like i would say like two months into the pandemic so like 2020 march april may situation um 40 price jumps was the highest we got it's still probably up 20 percent from pre-pandemic so it's coming down which is great. And supply has been much more good. It's been better. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I definitely had some issues with uh, my suppliers not having any acrylic, which was just terrible because I didn't know that I was going to run into these issues. I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. So who, who could predict, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was all madness. So I was, uh, I made it through. That's the big thing. And uh, actually as of this week, I told, I'm telling everybody that my turnaround time is going from two weeks to one to three days, especially now that I can cut templates in-house. Wow. Oh, major weight off my shoulders. And I'm very excited to be able to have that quick a turnaround. So it's going to be fun. That because you got the Onefinity or did you get a, a bigger laser? No. So I, uh, when I first started, I had to outsource the cutting because I didn't have the capabilities to do it. Um, I had, uh, when I started off, I was using my buddy's laser to cut quarter inch templates once I upgraded to three eighths inch thick, that kind of complicated everything. But now I have my own machine, so I'm cutting them myself. I can do, as soon as you place an order, I can go out in the garage and cut them, you know, as long as I have acrylic, which is something I'm really focusing on is making sure I always have stock. Yeah, super sweet. Well, we had somebody, quite a couple of people ask about like your, your tools in your garage. You must have some nice, fun toys. They requested tours. Yes. Really? Wow. The shop tour, oh, wasn't it? up your laptop and walk around shoot i better go outside right now and carry you guys around with me yeah all right we're getting it still like what you cut everything with like what is what are your tools um i i would say at this point in my woodworking career i have pretty much everything i could have ever wanted and i'm very content with my equipment i have a lot of grizzly tools i have a full-size eight-inch helical head joiner um a 15 inch grizzly planer with a helical head as well the cnc was like the last piece of the puzzle i would love to upgrade down the line but for right now this is killing it for me and i absolutely love it it's a um, great- for sure yeah that tiff you know you know as yeah. well as i do that the yeah. thing is a monster you freaking i can see that sign in your background right now oh my goodness <laughs> yeah that thing cut it no problem i love it uh, and i'm very envious of your sign making skills by the way i'm sure i've already told you that but I'll be oh. picking your brain some more on that soon. I, when I saw that you got a Onefinity, I'm like, I'll be getting a call. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, I it's, I love the it best though. thing too, yeah. the best thing too about the things you make is obviously you put the CNC to work a lot, but you still use all kinds of other skills to pull off what you're trying to do. Yes. You know? Yeah. It doesn't end on the CNC. That's kind of just where it starts. Yeah. yeah. And then when you pull out the angle grinder, oh my gosh, I love watching that. <laughs> You oh, kill I, it, dude. I have him on the show more often, just the flatter. <laughs> Nicole, you and I talk all the time. Um, I was like, I just, I've just, he came out. We both kind of started around the same time. Um, and then like, 
you know, we've started following each other pretty quickly working together and just our, it's just been a great relationship. I've always like loved picking your brain and I know you're, you know, you'll reach out to me and ask me questions. It's really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's so beautiful about the maker community. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you need help with something, I'll bet you a million dollars there's someone out there that has done it and does it yep. well and can help mm-hmm. you. Yeah, absolutely. Really agree. The CNZ was actually huge and a huge representation of how that works too, because my buddy, John, who actually lives here, he's a maker. He does woodworking and all that kind of stuff. To um, get going. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He literally, he came over probably for, I don't know, six hours one day. He doesn't live very far, which is nice. Yeah. He came over for six hours and literally held my hand and walked me through V-Carve Pro, how to set up the machine, how to so- freaking chuck up bits. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. No, that's great. Like I sat with makers on video for like an hour, but that like, that is awesome to be able to just like come over and, and dedicate that time. Cause I'm sure without that, you would have kind of just been staring at it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I did no preparation prior to the machine coming. So, which was very stupid on my part. I do not recommend that to anybody, (laughs) but he seriously, he came over, like I said, for that day, the next day I was, I batched out, I think. 12 sets of cornhole boards on the cnc machine yeah yeah you were just going because i'm like that help that you have right there that that you can't replace it like that that just is going to set you up totally and i would love to reciprocate that to someone at this point you know if anyone else got one and they needed help like i am prepared to help them it's cool because i can field questions now at cncs and i've only had it for like three weeks yeah um sam from uncharted uh customs i, I had a call with him and he walked me through it because i literally i got it and I already had the X carve. So I was like, I'll be able to just get going. Right. And I opened it up. I was like, and I walked in the house to my house and I'm like, I'm not, I can't not, not today. And then I like, I went on my phone and I just like text Sam, Hey, can we have a date? You know? And he did the same thing. Like I've been doing for makers. Like I sat with Morgan um, from captain's planks and I've sat with a couple other makers and just like got them going because of what Sam did for me. You know, I, like you're saying, I just want to pay it back now because it just helps you go. And there's no use of not sharing that knowledge. 100%. Totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, I also want to ask you, cause we've been forgetting to ask questions cause we get caught up in the comments, <laughs> but Christy had a really great question. It's kind of like a heavy question to be doing early, Uh-oh. but I like it a lot. Um, so let's see. We can break the ice with Luke's question. With who's Luke's? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, how did how did you get your legs so nice? <laughs> did you say my legs? Yes. This is the photo I posted today on our page because your legs are just there. <laughs> you know, my mama really blessed me with those puppies. I'll tell you that much. You're known for them, eh? Apparently so. I love to wear short shorts, so people like to look at them. You can do whatever you want. I don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> Christy asked, "What's a goal to the, like from Christy from Oak um, Oak Hill Millworks? What's a goal for the future that feels a little crazy to even say out loud? So, like, mm-hmm. what what is like something big that you really want that feels crazy to say out loud?" Hmm. I well. You know, I don't think at this point, something that I want. So like she's thinking of like a physical item. Goal. No, like a goal. Oh, a goal. Well, I would love to sell 10,000 templates in a year. That would be fantastic. (laughs) I think honestly, okay, a real goal, a real goal this year. I actually just sat down and we figured it out. But uh, in 2021, I sold 782 templates. So my real goal in 2022 is 2000 templates. That would be fantastic. That's the goal. And that's what I would really like to do. That's more than double what I did last year. So shooting for the stars a bit, but we'll see how, we'll see how it comes out. I don't think it's shooting for the stars, especially that you have your infinity now and that you can just, like you said, having that quick turnaround for people too, that's going to be essential. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it, it also opens a lot of doors. It makes it a lot easier for me to pursue my wholesale contacts. There's been a few people who've reached out to me already and wanted to carry my templates in their stores. And I haven't been able to, I just couldn't, I couldn't keep up with their demand. And I wasn't, I didn't want to rush that step, you know, but 2022. Here you go. Yeah. It's a good projected goal, doubling it. 
what about you guys? I'm curious. What, what What's some goals that you guys have? Nicole, I know that you just opened a storefront, right? I have not yet opened it. That's my 2022 goal <laughs> to open that sucker. Yeah. Well, there you go. What about you, Tiff? I've just been kind of remodeling how I do business. And by the end of the year, I want to be at horror conventions, like selling my stuff, like having cool. the prints having the stickers and having those big pieces. So I think this summer is going to be kind of creating um, like the displays, like the background displays that for that, you know, that we're going to have to bring to those um, to set up our booths. So I want to make a cool display because in the past I've had like three different kinds of metal cages. Cause you know, you just try to like scrap together things that look cool for a booth. So I think the big plan is just making a really cool booth display. So you've been to them before? Yeah, I've done not horror conventions, but I've done a lot of craft fairs. Like Nicole and I have both done the craft fair market type of things. Gotcha. And I've sold my pieces different places. But when I first started, I was making more um, for the events and not for what I wanted to make. So it's more like my art for what I want to be, you know, you know, building that brand. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. That's a very good goal. I never even, so horror convention, I mean, I, I don't mean to assume, but that, that would be like costumes and all that jazz as well. It's just like a comic con, but yeah, it's geared t- towards people who are horror movie fans. That'd be a killer market for you. Pun intended right there. I, I know. <laughs> I've been checking them out. Like there are a lot of them are in New Jersey. So like, it would be a little bit of a drive, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. And I'm sure there wouldn't be very many people like you there. So that would be amazing. I've already, yeah, I've got that market. I scoped it out (laughs) a couple of shows and uh, yeah, no one has anything like it. I like to pre-plan things, you know, Mm -hmm. do some research. I've still never done a market. I've always wanted to. Um, I was supposed to do one just before Christmas, but I just couldn't handle it. I had a lot of Christmas orders that took priority, you know, and I didn't have time to make stock. So I had to bail, but, uh, Maybe this year. We'll see. Kind of got to see how things plan out, you know? Yeah, see what the world's like. But yeah. I mean, you'd do great with the cutting board and stuff. Everybody loves a cutting board stand at a market. Yeah. And the charcuteries are so huge right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. What, what other kind of woodworking do you do besides the charcuterie boards? I like to say I build a lot of furniture but I don't do a ton I've done a handful of pieces but that's definitely something in 2022 that I will be pursuing more heavy um I do a lot I do a lot of uh like the last quarter of last year I was consumed by doing these floating shelves that I did for a local wholesale house wholesale house flipper I guess and he just flooded me with needing like I think I did 300 floating shelves oh wow I was just consumed with cutting plywood and making these shelves and it was great. Like it was very uh, worth it cost wise, but personally feeling not so much. Kind of drains your creativity, making 300 of the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. So that was tough, but good on, good on one hand, bad on the other. So 2022 will definitely consist of a lot more furniture, which is like the goal. So that's another goal, Christy, in case you want to know. Hi, Christy, by the way. Thanks for asking the question. (laughs) I love Christy. Oh, she's great. She's great. Nicole made a good point um, about the growth that you saw um, from like November of 2020 when you hit 5K to where you are now. I'm curious, what do you think um, led to your growth? You did your research 5k in November. That's what I was at. Yeah. Wow. Well, you say 2020 yeah. or 2021. Okay. All right. I didn't even remember that, but, uh, what led to my growth, um, stalkers. <laughs> uh, Instagram, as you guys know, is not the, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's the best way to judge like your business or anything, but I think it's a very nice outlet. And I, love doing it. And once again, meeting the maker community and interacting with them is awesome. But uh, their algorithm is very strange, as I'm sure both of you know. Mm-hmm. And when Reels first came out, that type of video Reels, uh, they were pushing them hard. They're putting them in front of people. So that was the thing to do on Instagram if you want yeah. to grow, was to make Reels and pray for them to hit go <laughs> viral or whatever. Yeah. And I got pretty lucky with a couple videos that decided to be seen by a lot of people 
and luckily people liked them enough to follow me and here we are i seem to have kind of slowed down the past few months but that was also gripped to my breaks that i took from social media consistency is key that's one of the biggest things consistency and playing towards the algorithm is what i would say is how i've been so fortunate in that platform it's more eyes means more business hopefully not always hopefully yeah i went from when i first started out when i very first started so about three or four years ago instagram was my sales platform i made sales i connected with local people who decided to buy my stuff which was awesome Mm-hmm. And then I think I got up to like maybe a thousand followers doing that. And then that's at the point I think I met Chris. No, no, no. I met my uh, podcast co-host doggy or Brian Dogwood custom builds him and I developed a really good relationship somehow it was strictly through Instagram DMS. He was in Ohio. I was in Phoenix and we kind of just, I don't know. We just talked back and forth, try to figure out what we were doing and what we wanted to do. And then I met Christy. Christy was probably my second little Instagram maker friend. Mm-hmm. And then we started, Christy got me posting those. Uh, we did like fun fact Fridays back then. Yep. So she would like take a video and record herself of her saying a fun fact. And I did one and then Dolly would do one. And then I tag another person and blah, 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 blah. And then that kind of got me started posting myself on Instagram. And then that moved into not only posting finished product pictures, but process videos. And that's what really got the ball rolling. That is a must do if you want to grow on Instagram, in my opinion. I agree. The pretty pictures are nice, but people like to see how things are made. Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And I think the maker community is the biggest part of my audience now. So, which conveniently enough, my product that I make yeah. <laughs> goes towards. So I guess yeah. it still is a sales platform for me. I'm finding that too. So like, that's why I'm starting to make, you know, merchandise geared towards makers because it just makes sense. Like I might as well try to sell to both of my markets, like the regular consumer and then the makers who are watching maybe to learn or just enjoy what's being made, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. How did you get into all of this? Like what made you want to make? Hey everyone, it's Tiff from Night Carver Designs and I want to talk to you about our awesome sponsor, Sabretooth. They make carving burrs that you can use either on your rotary tools, angle grinders. They've got the four inch disc, the two inch disc, and a ton of burrs that are going to make shaping your wood very easy and uh, quick, I would say. The the course is what I usually use, but I've been kind of getting hooked on their whisper line, which is like an extra fine bit, which is less sanding and it still takes away a ton of material. They've got all kinds of kits you can grab that are kind of assembled to help you get started if you're brand new to power carving. So go check them out. And when you're uh, cashing out, enter BTM at the end and you'll save 10% on all your orders. So go check them out and don't forget BTM to get your 10% discount. You know, I've always hated that question because I don't have a really cool answer. Like my grandfather and my grandfather wasn't some craftsman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, uh, one day was scrolling through YouTube and I saw a video on how to make a bench or I, yeah, it was a bench. And I was like, Oh, well, I don't have a ton of money at this time in my life. I, I think it was probably 18 years old. And, uh, I was like, Oh, I'll make this bench and give it to my sister for a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. That's a good brother. I don't know what possessed me, but I went out that day that I saw the YouTube video and I bought a 12 inch sliding miter saw, which was like totally <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most people I, buy like an intro one. You're like, Oh, that looks good. <laughs> I could have used a hand saw. I could have used a circular yeah. saw, but no, I spent $300 on a miter saw. And, uh, I actually still, I just sold that saw six months ago. So used it for three yeah. years, That's but, awesome. uh, yeah. So I made that. And then my dad was like, Hey, I want a bench for my house. So I made him the same exact bench. And then another person asked me for a bench. And then another person was like, oh, can you make one of these? Can you make one of these? I was like, yeah. And then before you know it, I quit my job. And (laughs) actually, you know what? I did not quit my job. I got hurt, which led me to quitting my job. What was your job? You cut out. What did you say? I'm sorry. What was your job? Um, I worked for a home restoration company. So it was like post post disaster uh, restoration, like if you had a fire or a flood. Okay. Yep. 
and I managed the content division. So it was basically a moving company. Huh? I'm so content creation for them, you said? No, no, I'm sorry. It's a content division. I was like, what? Well, like, I was as confused as Nicole. I'm like, what's going on? So it's like, like I, people who have floods in their houses, like we would take their furniture and move it out of their house. Okay. So like contents of the house. Contents of the house. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. That's not, I guess not a commonly used term. I'm just like used to it. Cause obviously I did it. You were in the field. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah, I can see why you'd want to also, I mean, getting hurt doing that too. That's not like a safe environment to be working in to start oh, with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was off work for a little while and then I just decided to take on a few orders and then bought more tools and got more deals, thankfully. And here we are. That's awesome. So why the laser? The laser? Yeah, didn't it start with laser? Um, so... I actually, um, I had a buddy who I met through a mutual friend and I had already been doing woodworking and he did laser engraving specifically. Oh, he was okay. interested in woodworking. So I had let him come help me and then he really liked it. And then we decided to actually merge our businesses okay. and that's what became homegrown creations, which is probably when you started following me, Tiff. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So then we did that for a year or two and then he went off to college doing uh accounting stuff super boring and then i just started doing going back to woodworking full-time got you okay because i was i say when i met you you had a laser so that's what i was curious about so that that left <laughs> the that left aspect left yep how did it that go chapter with, how did it go with like uh transitioning your name like how did how did you feel that went it was tough um i i liked the name that i had it was fun to come up with, but uh, it kind of like had those bad feelings towards it. You know, we didn't have a horrible breakup or anything, but it just, it was tied to that entity. Yes. And yeah. I thought yes. that I needed a new thing just for myself. And then I like to coordinate, to incorporate my last name. So Westfall Woodco, that's the new, new name that I'm rolling with. And did you find like followers just like easily followed you and were able to find you? So I actually kept the Instagram uh, that we uh, jointly made, which oh, okay. was nice because that already had two, three thousand followers probably. Gotcha. And then, yeah, I think around the same time that I hit five thousand followers is when I changed my name. I, I'd have to go back and look, but so that's cool. I know some people get worried sometimes with changing their name on Instagram and what happens after. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I'm always like, just go for it. Yeah. You know? I definitely don't, I don't recommend changing it like multiple times or anything like no, that. No, but... yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But if you're like, you pigeonholed yourself with a name and you just like, you've grown out of it, mm -hmm. change it. Don't well, you, ch you changed your I name, changed, Tiff. Yeah. I changed mine. Yeah. I don't Dude, even remember the old me. name. It was Marshan Woodwork. It was so uh... just generic. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I and, like, I I like that. and it was killing me <laughs> <laughs> having woodwork being in the title yeah but yeah this one with this one's much cooler <laughs> it just took a while I'm not good at naming things it took like two years for me to get a real name I'm like oh yeah that works <laughs> it's a big decision it is yeah it took a while Nicole That's I would like to hear some more about you I'm not the most familiar with you but I'd like to hear more about your store and like the stuff you make and whatnot. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I have a 40 foot shipping container. I converted into this modern gift shop that um, has literally taken two years because of the pandemic. I find my lease like January, 2020, and I'm just about ready to open. Um, but um, I didn't, I didn't, buy enough stuff I don't have enough stuff made so I'm gonna go to Atlanta next week and get stuff to uh to fill my shop and I'm like kind of nervous because I've never been a store owner before so like there's all these things that like I'm learning of like things that I have to do and like split into quarters and like I had no idea that I had to buy for Christmas now like in January like order now still have it yeah. I, I thought I had wow. to buy for Christmas like in June but no <laughs> I was like <laughs> I'm really far behind so but yeah, so I'm, I'm learning all these new things, but I'm having fun with it. 
And then like, I've had a laser for the last five years. And then I've just been making all kinds of different stuff for like, um, I have some wholesale accounts or local people and uh, um, some of the stuff I'm going to like bring into the store. But yeah, I, I like the laser. It's a good one tool. And having like a shop is nice because I get to be like the wholesaler and the retailer. And I'm able to like not have to depend on like minimums or I'm able to like test the market with different things that I make. I could like have whatever I want in there from like other makers or whatever. So gotcha. my storefront. I like it. What kind of laser do you have? Botex BD 300. Oh, 80 nice. watt. Big yeah. boy. I, yeah, I like it. I really liked it. I've had, I've, I've you went for it ever since. Yeah. It was my first laser. I didn't really, Glowforge wasn't like available then. It was like still on like the uh, GoFundMe kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then we had like a Trotec division here. And so I got that. It's been my one laser. Nice. That's pretty cool. What laser did you work with when you were doing your friend's laser? Um, the brand was Mophorn. It was an 80 watt laser as well. Um, it's just like a China brand laser nothing super crazy but it did a really good job it was a uh, it took my buddy austin a lot of time to get used to it but luckily he had that all figured out by the time i met him so <laughs> that was really nice it's always nice when somebody's already up and running yeah yeah but what's actually funny that you bring that whole situation up because i recently started he he got out of he just finished school last year um and he's working his big boy accounting job that he works so hard to do and he hates yeah. it Oh. So, so he was talking to me and we were thinking about like something that we could do if like he could work with me part-time or whatever um and we actually decided that the laser is going to be coming and living with me in my shop so oh so that's why you were like what laser when i said it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh, making sense. how does she know <laughs> she's crazy she's a good stalker like <laughs> apparently i'm better at stalking than i had thought yeah know me <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited to uh get my hands on it again i didn't run it too much back then but i'm pretty pumped for the possibilities of things that we can do yeah um, i still don't think i'll cut templates on it it's not that powerful of a laser but uh, a lot of other things will be going on that's cool that's cool have you always lived in arizona tyler like did you grow up there Born and raised, been here all 23, 23 years of my life. And actually, both my parents, my mom was born here. My dad came here when he was five or six. So oh. we're pretty thoroughbred Arizona, Arizonians. <laughs> and I've actually lived within like a, I would say, five mile radius my entire life. I live right down the street from my childhood house. So that's pretty cool. I actually live a stone's throw from my high school so that's cool yeah I, same here i live like mile and a half away from my parents oh that's nice i like that a lot yeah, yeah. I, I still do the same thing too so <laughs> it's really nice yeah. but a mile and a half is a little closer than me yep. yep i grew up with these kids who had uh uh their grandparents lived right next door and their backyards had a uh, you know we have brick walls as our backyards in arizona and uh they had a gate, like a little gate that they could go over and then go say hi to grandma and we'd go get that some cookies. Awesome. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. So how, how are you guys uh, finding your way in this pot? I mean, you, uh, you are way deeper into the game than I am, but uh, what made you guys get this, they get this going? Well, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we had more time. We were home. I mean, I gained two hours in my day once uh, that COVID started and I got to work from home permanently. So a little bit more time. And then just, I think the, the desire to talk to people because <laughs> you know, you're home all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And learn more about them and stuff. And we never felt like we had like the opportunity to like really get to know somebody, but like a good hour was always good to know, like know like their background and everything. And then it's just such an easy sort of cycle in itself it feeds itself like you know we've always are finding new people to bring onto the show and then like people you know follow these people that are very supportive and that want to hear and want to be on the platform too it's just it's yeah it's very natural yeah, it is, yeah. we don't have to pre-plan which is a really good thing about this podcast too is like the most planning we do is booking our guests and mm -hmm. you know 
just saying, are you editing this one or am I editing this one? Like, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's really nice. Um, and we finally, you know, got to the point where we started asking for sponsors. Um, so we just started getting sponsored. You guys got sponsored right away. Go for you, you know, but you're farther in your career, I think, than I was like at that point to like to be asking for people's sponsors show, you know? Yeah, we, we just really, it's not... It's definitely not about the money or about whatever, you know, the sponsor no, decides it's to offer. Nice. Yeah. And it makes it worth our time. You know, I'm really busy. Doggy, my co-host is a full-time military. He goes to school as well. So his schedule is tight. My, my schedule is tight. So we love to do it, but we still want it to be worth our time, you know? Yep. No, I get that. Totally. Totally. Tiff, Tiff, so you still have a full-time job? Yes. Yep. what do you do i uh i make junk mail no. <laughs> well that's fun yeah. no, i work in marketing i can make it sound really nice if you like i do direct mailings and i work in the shared mail division um basically all the mailings that you get in your newspaper or um in your mailbox that have like the booklet of coupons that say mm-hmm. save on them that's me really yeah so all those coupons that you're getting every morning or every week whatever every tuesday and wednesday or thursday friday depending on your location is me you want to know what's <laughs> really funny about years. really coincidental actually about that yeah just just last week i met a dude who works for the yellow pages i was like that's so random like what <laughs> i didn't know people actually work there yeah i mean my place is called Velasas, but no one knows what that is um retail me not every day people know that mm-hmm. um so like those are some of the extensions that we've had throughout the years but yeah oh, i've gotcha. been there for 15 years wow and good then, for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i so want to be more in the maker community um i think that's another reason why we started this is like i just wanted to get more involved like i love making i love talking to people on here but like nicole said you, you don't really get to know them and like when we met like nicole and i we were sharing back and forth and getting to know each other and i'm like this is great like i want to do this with more people and i kind of just 64 65 episodes in now <laughs> now we've been so inspired by so many different people too it's been so oh, have like these refreshing yes. outlooks and stories and so cool i was about to ask how did you guys meet did you i assume through instagram as well mm-hmm. yeah yep that's pretty sweet and like during like COVID lockdown or whatever time. Yeah. Oh, recently, Tiffany. So you and I go further back than you and her. Oh yeah. No, I, yeah. I know Nicole um, only, I think like maybe four months before we started the podcast. Nice. Was it it a little bit longer? I don't know. I see time. What is time? What is time? Doesn't exist. I'm pretty (laughs) confident in that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, we've known Tyler, you and I have known each other. Yeah. Longer, but when Nicole and I met, we're like, this is awesome. We clicked really well. And um, we both just like thought it'd be really fun to have a podcast together. And, and it has been, it's been a blast. It's been, and it opens doors now um, because people are recognizing it more. So it, it's, it's been really cool. Yeah, that's definitely exciting. And when you get your friends listening to it, it's a, it's a good time and it's cool. And by the way, I appreciate you guys having me on. I didn't say that yet. I know we had some uh, booking issues for a little bit there, but uh, I'm happy sure. to be here and happy to be a part of it yeah thanks thanks no problem did we have any other questions that we didn't get answered from our our fan club (laughs) i I don't know honestly i don't know but um i'm just kind of curious on just how you learn your business like your skills to run your business like how are you managing all this being a guy who just started, you know, making things like, how are you doing all the, you know, finances and all that stuff? How, how are you learning that stuff? It's been a freaking process. I'll tell you that much, but, uh, it's, it's kind of been honestly a lot of flying by the seat of my pants. I feel like a lot of business owners can relate to that. Like Nicole, you were saying you had no idea what you were getting into and you started a storefront and that's the way I was. I mean, I knew how to talk to people, Um, I've always been kind of like business minded oriented. Um, I've loved the idea of owning a business and haven't thought so much about running one, but 
a learning process is the best way to describe it. You know, just learning, talking to other people, um, Google, YouTube. Those are really helpful resources. I like to say that I'm YouTube certified in a lot of things. Yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really great that you did this so young because, you know, you're like, especially I remember myself at that age is you're just eager and you're ready and you're motivated. So like, it's easier to like, just go and learn as you're, you know, as you do it. It's cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't I can't speak for my older self, but I am very pleased with where I'm at in life. So and I'm very, like I said, definitely eager. Keep going, keeping the ball rolling, keep growing, keep expanding. Mm-hmm. Whatever I can do to make that possible, I will be willing to do. That's great. That's cool. Did you uh, do any kind of like schooling or anything for all the woodworking? Like like nothing. It was just all YouTube. YouTube University, baby. And then what about like before that, like, did you do, did you go to college? Were you on track to do something else in life before you were a woodworker? Um, so I grew up playing a lot of sports. The goal was to, well, like the dream, I guess, was to grow up and go to college, be like a D1 athlete of basketball, volleyball, whatever I felt like playing. And then I, I was always very tall, so I was like, oh, it's possible. Like, I'll keep growing. I'll, I'll be an NBA superstar or something. I feel like like every kid did. Um, and then, like, freshman year of high school came around, sophomore year, and I started meeting kids that were a lot bigger, a lot more talented, and all that stuff. So that quickly faded away. And then really young, I started working. So I kind of got used to, like, even in high school. I think I got my first job when I was 14 or 15. So I got used to like being able to pay for like when I go to the movies or buy myself a new pair of shoes or something, you know? So once I realized that sports was not going to take me anywhere, I was like, okay, well, I might as well put my time into working and spending my energy there. Um, And then I actually switched from public school to a online charter school so I could graduate a year early. And, and I started working full time right after high school. College was never something that appealed to me. Um, so I didn't, I, I, you know, I did try to go to community college for a year, year and a half and just was not for me. What were you going to attempt to, uh, to study? Your guess is as like good as business. mine. Business marketing, things like that. I'm glad that you, you, you know, what's not for you though. Yeah. Not wasting your time. And like, when you know there's a certain path that you want to go, like you knew you just wanted to just earn money, mm-hmm. get, get school out of the way and go earn money. I think that's really cool that you, you take action. Totally. And I wasn't in a position to get scholarships. I didn't do that fantastic in school and my parents most certainly weren't going to pay my way through. So I knew that had put matters into my own hands and this is where I ended up. So this is where I'm going to be. That's cool. You seem really happy about it. I mean, you seem fulfilled, like you said, like. Yeah, I definitely don't. I don't like I'm not the type of person to hold grudges or, you know, wish that I could change the past or anything when I know I can't. So, um, yeah, I'm just living, man, having fun while I'm doing it, building things out of wood. Filming podcasts, apparently. (laughs) What are you going to do in the future then? Like, what's the uh, I mean, you have like the goal for the charcuterie boards, but do you have. Or not more charcuterie boards, doubling. Sorry. Right. Yeah. The templates. Yeah. So that's a, that's really just like a a phase of my business. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to be just templates. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I could do just templates if I really wanted to, but I don't, I I, I like to use my creative element and my creative output and make stuff. So uh, full-time doing this um, to be completely honest, I completely forgot what the question was. If you even asked one. (laughs) I was just speaking gibberish towards That's the end. That's my there. best kind of answer. I love it. <laughs> just what you want to do, like in the future. Oh, this. Like, I, I, I love to, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep the ball rolling and I really want to scale larger. Like I said, my buddy Austin has been uh, asking me if he can come work with me part time. So I'm going to start with that. He'll be my first employee, so to speak. And then hopefully that'll turn into a full time position. Maybe I can bring on another person. I need to get a bigger shop. Are you in a new shop right now? Or? I'm in my garage, my two-car garage. garage. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I, I do a pretty dang good job of working in there, and it 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 works well. But a new shop's definitely on the horizon. 
Well, you've got big, beefy tools too that require some space. So definitely, 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 definitely. Especially the CNC now. Yeah, <laughs> it takes up a footprint, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's not terrible. It's working pretty well with the way I have my shop set up. But I want to get a bigger CNC down the line, like a four by eight CNC. So definitely gonna need more space. Yeah, if I want to pull something like that. Plywood. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you do a lot of cornhole boards and stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh cool. yeah, and plus, like the goal, I would really like to get into more like slab tables this year. So for go. flattening purposes, Flatty. that'll be really cool. Mm. Okay. Nicole, how did you get into a? Why do you want to own a store? Uh, I know you said like you want to cut out like the middleman, I believe is what you said. So I, you know, I never really wanted to own a store or anything like that. It was just like, it was an opportunity that like came uh, pre-pandemic. And then like, um, it was this really cool, dope, like modern shopping area, all made out of shipping containers. And oh. like the, uh, the models that they had shown was like all these like cool foods and stuff. And like, I live in this community that's like really um, modern and booming right now with like new builder houses and stuff and young families. And so like, it was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I'm going to sign my lease anyways and figure it out. And then I figured I could just make a gift store because most of the stuff I make anyways is like gift-ish. I've tried like corporate gifts. I've tried government contracts. I've tried like wholesale. And then like, now that like, I have like something where I like, I know I can make like different things and a lot of different things, then that's kind of how it evolved. So Gotcha. Are you full-time doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full-time doing it. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's not, really cool. If that's, that's any other questions too. <laughs> like, there's like, well, no, because like my, my business, I have to take like complete loss like this year. And like, since I haven't even opened yet and there's just, you know, like I, um, I mean, wait for it to be built for quite a long time too. Like wait for it to be built. Yeah. I mean, I've probably spent like I've probably spent like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars of my own money just putting into this store, like wow. two years. Yeah. And then on top of that, now I just took out like another thirty thousand dollar loan from the SBA, and like these are like really big numbers that I'm like not used to, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm oh, like, that's a lot of money to be playing with. It's a yeah. lot of, but like I have to like you know take like the big risk. Like I spent. And I'll make this quick because we're getting to the end. But I spent like $6,000 to stock my store of inventory. And I thought that would be enough for a shipping container. It's not even close to enough. (laughs) And so like, like, so now I'm going next week to spend another $10,000 on stuff. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to buy. And I hope I make the right decision. So it's going to be so cool looking though. I I feel like where you're going, there's just going to be like all these little things. Oh, it's going to be badass. I'm so excited to shop. But like, I'm on the nerve of like store ownership where like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but like, you know, I don't know. I, you, you caught me in like a funk right now. I'm like, I'm not like, I, I, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm like on this like very nervous excitement. It's mm-hmm. right before from spending a ton of money, ton of money. And like now after two years, like all of my neighbors, all of my Instagram friends, all of the public is finally going to like see me. I'm finally going to be like exposed oh, yeah. to like, this thing like when do you have a job that you like you know have other people walk in and like see daily no it's true <laughs> we can just come in and say hi to you now yeah, yeah it's a different world yeah you're not in the safety of your home where you have that cocoon totally <laughs> nicole what made you like even pursue that i know you said you got a good opportunity on the shipping container but like were you doing anything before that or i assume you were still making before that I was making my laser stuff, but I just, I didn't, I would regret it. I just knew I would regret it. It was, it was such a cool concept and the rent was cheap. It's like 1500 bucks a month, um, for my store, which it's near like, um, a lot of other shopping and it's near a lot of food. So it's in a good space. And so I figured like, I could, I could, I could sell that much and I could figure it out. And Tyler, the area that she lives in too is very, um, it's like a new modern development where they have like, a community like it's it's like this crazy community that was like built there yeah it's like a weird modern very yeah interesting place it's a good time good place and i knew if i didn't do it then yeah i gotcha and where is this located in florida like 40 minutes north of tampa gotcha that's that's crazy i mean 
I totally, I totally understand what you mean about like that, like nervous. It's like the nervous laughter thing, you know, like you're so excited, but you're also like freaking out inside. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been there. That was me like two weeks ago when the CNC landed and I had like 20 freaking cornhole board orders right behind me and I had no idea what I was going to do or if I was going to pull it off, but God bless it, baby. It worked out, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, Figure it out. You take step by step. And... Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll, 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 I think you'll do well. You'll kill it, I'm sure. Sounds like it's a cool area, so appreciate that yeah I think well I did like projections and all the things I'm supposed to do so yeah you like she's been grinding yeah I think I think it'll be oh I can't so like the only thing I can compare it to is like if I were to you know build a shop building but even then like you said like I don't have people who are going to be coming in all the time to like look at things and all that stuff and then you got to think about the small talk you have to make with people and all that that alone would give me the freaking heebie-jeebies. I, I know. <laughs> and then, like, when people post on, like, the community Facebook group, like, our Wesley Chapel community group, I'm like, oh, what are people going to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's, like, an open forum that you can see that people, yeah, are talking to, yeah. yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be all good things. It's all good things. And then all any things. any assholes, I'll just tell them to F off and just, <laughs> maybe not. There you go. I'll tell them, you know what? You go build a damn store and a gift shop. All right. And if you don't want to shop here, don't shop here. There you go. That'll work. I'll see where that gets us. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be a closed sign the next time he stops by. (laughs) Out of business. Well, thanks for coming and hopping on with us and chatting all about you and bringing up some of us that was nice <laughs> i think uh, i was excited to hear about you guys soon watch out yeah right <laughs> it's fun asking questions isn't it <laughs> i enjoy it that's one of my favorite parts about my podcast you know i it we don't we actually just recorded one with our first guest so i'm very not familiar with how that whole process works out and i'm definitely not familiar with being a guest on a podcast but this has been cool and once again i appreciate you having me on yeah, you're super natural at it. You can tell. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of this liquid courage going on. <laughs> well, cheers. Yes. I know. I'm like, I have water, but cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no alcohol for Hives Girl over there. <laughs> this is not ending as me being called Hives Girl. <laughs> what is Tiff's new nickname? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's the title of the podcast. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> wow wow anyways thanks for coming on tyler that's <laughs> <laughs> never coming back that's for damn sure never, never being invited back check no <laughs> no man thanks for coming out and hanging out with us it was really nice like we've known each other for a long time and we've never had a video call like this so it's it's really cool just getting to know you more absolutely i'm very thankful for you guys having me on and yeah absolutely it was a blast chatting with you guys yeah, it was nice to meet you, Tyler.